Good morning, and we are joined at this time by Congressman Greg Pence for his twice-a-month visit. Good morning to you, Congressman. How are you doing on this glorious Monday morning? Good morning, morning, Tom. I'm doing great. It's good to be talking to you again. Likewise. And, of course, um, you know, as always, a lot going on Capitol Hill and um, uh, some uh, some things that uh, you've been dealing with, particularly uh, this is uh, in regard to uh, inflation, and in particular uh, for Indiana farmers. Yeah, so uh, I, last week I was back here in the district. I'll be, I'm in the district this, you know, from here until the election, and that's, you know, that's there. There are no uh, hearings or uh, votes in Congress in in the month of October. But two weeks ago, when I was out in D.C., I met with a whole bunch of ag members from across Indiana, as well as uh, in the Indiana Sixth District. Saw some friends. Uh, saw some people I've known for years, uh, and that motivated me, and along with my uh, Republican delegation peers in Indiana, we wrote a letter to the president, and we we outlined the four things that everybody talked to me about. Now, I know the farm bill is coming up next year, but right now, it's regulation relief is big deal of what folks are looking for. And one of the interesting things that they told me about was this ESG uh, equity uh, um, issues reporting that the farmers have to do. And these are small business people like, like my wife and and I have been for many years. And, and they, they have, if they do business with bigger companies, these bigger companies are saying, you know, you have to give us information on, uh, how you're fitting into society and equity and, and governance and things like that. And they're going, this is ridiculous. You know, it's it's me and my family. And so that, along with some other regulatory relief, was just, that was, that was a new one to me. But, they, of course, what else did they talk about? I sound like a broken record every time I talk to you, Tom. It's energy independence and cost of energy, uh, and, and, and again, supply chain, they can't get parts for equipment. So the, these are the things that we put in the, the letter to the president, you know, simply saying, hey, please pay attention. And, you know, I, I was very happy to see in the last couple of weeks that we had great weather and the farmers were able to get out there and get after it. I, I would tell you that all across the district, particularly here kind of in the southern part of the state of Indiana, uh, most of the fields are, are uh, out, if you will, and I'm, I'm happy to see that happen and, you know, they get in and they get out and get the job done. But, but this inflation thing, that's not going away anytime soon, and we want the Biden administration to take a good look at it and pay attention to how it's impacting farmers. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, once inflation's here, I mean, it, it takes uh, quite a while for it to solve, uh, you know, eventually, because it seemed like um, the inflation of the late 70s lasted into the early part of the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, don't don't I know it. I, I'm, I'm sorry to report to you, my first house, my mortgage, uh, the interest rate was 14.5%, uh, and, and all that. When you go up that high, that just pushes the value of houses down. Yeah, it's going to take a while, but there are things that we can do very quickly, and that one one is deregulation, particularly in the oil industry. You know, you know, I have talked about that for the last two years. Uh, you know, and, and you know what's going on with we 
our strategic oil reserve. Uh, the president let out a million barrels a day. I was opposed to that. That is for our national security. He did that to run down the prices. Didn't work. Uh, what did work uh, was a slowing economy, I'm sorry to say. And OPEC just last week said they're going to reduce production by 2 million barrels, and the price went up a lot last week. You know, this is a world market. Oil is the lifeblood, and we need to get back to energy independence, which we were. And I would give the, both the Obama and the uh, uh, the Trump administration got us there. I don't know why why we went away from it in just 24 short months. That would be a big help, Tom. Okay. And then uh, toward that end, uh, you had uh, issued a statement on the uh, OPEC uh, oil cartel uh, slashing production. Yeah, we, we can't do this. We can't become like, like you just uh, referenced back in the 70s. 73 and 79, having grown up in the industry, uh, you know, we had gas lines. We, we were short of energy. Uh, you know, we can't be dependent on the Middle East, a place that's incredibly volatile, have human rights problems. Uh, we can't go back to dependency and being affected by them because they will manipulate us. You know, when you send a $100 barrel to radical Islamists, in the Middle East, that's not real good. That gives them money to do the things that we have to protect this country uh, from, right? And, and, you know, so when they make more money, it always seems to translate into more attacks from the radicals uh, in the Middle East. So you feel that uh, a lot of this is um, also uh, funding uh, terrorism and uh, things of that nature, or at least uh, training what? terrorists? There's absolutely no question that that is where some of the money has ended up, particularly in Iran and in Afghanistan. And we, we, you know, there's no sense in uh, getting back why why we left Afghanistan the way we did. But you know, we talked about that over a year ago. But yes, Tom, mm -hmm. we know that. You know, I served in the Middle East many, many years ago. What I call the first terror terror attack on the United States, and that was the Marine barracks in uh, Beirut, Lebanon. That money came from, Hez that was Hezbollah, financed by Iran, Iran with oil dollars. And then uh, getting back to uh, the 70s, if you could uh, describe for those who uh, uh, may not remember, or it was uh, before their time, uh, the, uh, you know, the gas rationing, I mean, there was, um, what, odd and even number of days that people could fill up? Yeah, and odd and even number license plates. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Okay, uh, it was sure. crazy because there there just wasn't there was not the domestic supply. And you know, when we talk about the Green New Deal, Tom, not that we learned back in the seventies, and and by the two thousands, we were energy independent. We learned how to get the reliable, affordable base energy where it needed to be when it needed to be and we and and it was at a very reasonable price okay that includes natural gas which is part of the oil uh, the oil barrel uh, but in the last couple of years by shutting down pipelines by shutting down leasing permits by shutting down investment uh, in the oil industry over the last number of years, we have not. We have become re-dependent 
upon foreign crude oil. And to talk about talk to a country right now about Venice like Venezuela about giving us oil after they took our assets down there and have turned communist. Now we're dependent on countries that are totally opposed to us. And we we have we have to turn that around. I do believe that the domestic oil industry can do that very quickly if the government stops trying to force them out of business. Now, uh, suppose uh, your uh, party, as uh, is forecast, uh, takes over the House, I mean, and possibly even the Senate. Um, would that, uh, you feel like uh, that would uh, you know, kind of help things as far as that's concerned? Or is there anything that uh, really the uh, legislative branch can do? Well, well, I do, Tom, and, and you know, as I said, I uh, I was I spent three weeks in September out in D.C. and I wrote letters to the Energy Secretary, the Commerce Secretary, uh, uh, calling on uh, them to uh, respond to some questions that we had. Why have they done certain things? A couple of them I've mentioned right now. If the way Congress works, if the Republican Party takes back the House, then we will hold hearings. And the way it works, Tom, is the majority party determines what the hearings will be, who the witnesses will be, and whether they'll be under oath or not. Our intention on my Energy and Commerce Committee is bring in the Energy Secretary as an example and say, why have you done these things? Tell us what your plan is to get us energy independent again and I will tell you, frankly, the expertise on my side of the aisle, I think, will be very helpful and hold their feet to the fire and not have the Green New Deal agenda. Let's talk about energy security, reliability and affordability. That's their job. It isn't to get become wind and solar. And I'm not opposed to any of that, Tom. I'm not opposed to solar. I'm not opposed to wind. I'm not opposed to hydrogen. You just can't get rid of everything before you have, again, a reliable and affordable substitute. And then we are going to hold their feet to the fire to explain what their plan is to provide energy uh, to uh, the American people. And so I think we'll turn the boat, if you will. Okay. All right. So we will, of course, uh, keep an eye on uh, not only the uh, the oil uh, situation, but also, of course, obviously, uh, the elections as well. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and we'll continue our conversation with Congressman Greg Pence right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Congressman Greg Pence. He represents Indiana's 6th Congressional District on Capitol Hill. And uh, you mentioned, uh, Congressman, that uh, you're in the district until the election. And I uh, wonder, uh, what have you uh, been doing uh, last uh, you know, couple of weeks? And then also, what are you uh, looking to yeah. do until the election? Well, thank you. Uh, uh, well, today is Columbus Day. Uh, and I actually went to the floor a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the 
city of Columbus was honored by the Indiana Chamber of Commerce as Community of the Year, not to make any other communities listen and feel bad, but, you know, and that's where I'm from. So I will present a uh, congressional record that I read on the floor to the mayor today, uh, speaking at some civic uh, community things the, late in this morning and at noon. Uh, and uh, I'll just, I do that, I'm going to do that all week long. I did that last week. Last week, Ivy Tech in Columbus uh, had the uh, ribbon cutting of, of called Moravec Hall. And I had the great opportunity of a good, good friend of mine honoring him for his contribution, both financially and time, talent, and treasure, uh, to Ivy Tech. Uh, He served on Ivy Tech's board for many years. uh, As uh, another good friend of mine uh, uh, in in Rush County uh, does, uh, and, you know, I've got a lot of friends at Ivy Tech, and I got to be at the ribbon cutting and say a few words about uh, my very good friend, uh, Tony Moravec. And so you get to do those things and go out to the communities. And, you know, there's parades all around, and we did that this weekend. I did it with my four grandkids. That worked out pretty good. The only problem is they gave away all the candy candy in the first block. <laughs> I, did the best. I did the best I could, Tom. I really did. Sure. I've got four, four of them under seven, and they were throwing that candy like there was no tomorrow. And eating it, too, by the way. <laughs> So uh, they didn't save anything for you, huh? Well, I'm not allowed anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, give it out to the uh, the folks aligned along the parade route. Yeah, that's that's the one thing about uh, handing out candy or throwing out candy during parades. you got to strike that delicate balance, uh, make sure that you have enough uh, to uh, last route the parade route. You do, and, and uh, you know, I will tell you, even on the one on Saturday that we did, it was sad to get to the last. It was about a two-mile parade. It was up in Greenfield, Indiana, uh, Hancock County, and those those poor little kids at the end were not getting anything because that happened, happened to everyone. Mm. So. Yeah. All right. And then, um, um, and then as far as... Uh, if someone in right, the 6th con- Congressional District has uh, needs assistance with a federal agency and so forth, um, what can folks do there? Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Don't forget, we're here to help you. Pence.house.gov. I am a U.S. representative, and uh, it's my job to represent you uh, uh, out in Washington, D.C., so Pence.house.gov. Okay, and then how about uh, looking ahead to uh, the rest of uh, your time in the district uh, leading up to the election? Uh, what are what are your plans? Well, as always, Tom, you know, I, I get out in the district. I, I like to brag. I'm one of the few. Uh, I, I come home every week unless I, you know, have a, have a wedding or something like that. I, I think we counted in four years, maybe three times I haven't been back. So we'll just be every day we go out in the district and try to meet with folks, with businesses, with organizations. Uh, some uh, This month will be maybe a little more politically oriented, but it'll still be strictly getting out and, you know, asking people in the Indiana 6th District what's important to them. So once again, uh, pence.house.gov, uh, if you need assistance with a federal agency or uh, things of that nature. As always, uh, Congressman Greg Pence, we appreciate your time. Good luck, safe travels to you, and uh, we will talk to you again in two weeks. 
Okay, thanks, Tom. Have a great day.